Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic Con 2014 and beyond. Sit back and relax because you're about to listen to some exclusive interviews from Mile High Horror Fest 2013. Enjoy. Welcome to Real Nerds at Mile High Horror 2013, the only broadcasting podcast at Mile High Horror. I am Ryan, this is James, Brad is down there at the end, and we are with Mr. Timothy Quill. If Okay, I'm trying not to geek out right now, right? because cool. my favorite movie of all time is Army of Darkness, and I am sitting with a guy, and I've shooken his hand, so that means I have technically kind of shaken Sam Raimi's hand, yeah. <laughs> so, that, so that makes me really happy. Hi, sir, how are you? I'm doing very good. I'm going to have some fun at the Mile High Club here. Yeah? Oh, the Mile High Club. All right. Hey, um, is this your first time in Denver? You know what? I Back in college, which was back in 19... 19- <coughs> I, uh, <laughs> I swam here. In college, really? we had a swim meet here. And the last thing I remember, it was about 30 years ago, you don't swim long events because I forgot about it. It is a mile high. <laughs> it does make a difference, See, but it's, I, it's been a while. And I'll prove to you I'm, I'm a really big fan. I knew you were a swimmer because I listened to the commentary on the director's cut of Army of Darkness, That's and you right. had no problem shaving your head because you were a swimmer. There you go. See? It worked I'm, I'm, out good. I'm not, I'm not a fake fan here. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, uh, sure. how'd you get into acting and all that kind of jazz. You got it. Well, it started at a little TV station in Detroit. No, in 1973, I uh, I changed high schools. I was a swimmer, and I moved to a high school that was pretty decent in swimming. And my first two weeks at school, when I was a little freshman, I meet these clowns in the hall. We all were, we all had something in common. We loved the Three Stooges, hmm. and their names were a little town outside Detroit. Their names were Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell, Scott Spiegel. And we started shooting Three Stooge movies when we were ninth and 10th grade folks. And we'd film these, we'd make films, Super 8, and the editing process, come on, guys, if you knew what Sam came from, stretching out the tape, cut, cut, scotch tape, (laughs) cut, cut, that's where it started. And um, we probably produced about 20 movies, and we would make them during the week, and on Friday night, show them at the auditorium. And it was kind of neat, because Sam got quite an audience, and uh, our principal would really be befuddled he'd look he goes this is kind of strange and weird but you guys get a bigger audience than we get at graduation i say well you know sam sam raimi brings them in very good uh, to this day still very loyal he puts us all to work and uh it's a funny thing you mentioned about the bald head i moved to california when i was 29 years old and sam goes come on by you want to get back in the business so he calls me into the studio at universal and he goes will you shave your head for five grand i said <laughs> Sam, I'll shave my whole body. He goes, no, no, no. It ain't that kind of movie, Timmy. <laughs> so that's how I got the shaved head. So was Army of Darkness your first uh, movie Sag. with Sam? That's when I got my SAG card. I had made uh, many movies, Thou Shall Not Kill, a bunch of things that's they sweet. showed yeah, back in Detroit. Uh, Sam actually plays the crazy Manson character. It was a good character. Uh, but no, I, I did other movies, but my first SAG movie was, yeah, Army of Darkness. That's where I got my card. So what's it like working for Sam Raimi? Because every time I see him in interviews or he does uh, commentaries, he seems like he's such a joker and he's goofy all the time. Is that how he is when he's on set, or how does he how does he work? You know, that's a good question. Well, uh, he's very unique. He's what they, they call in the industry, even in the industry, they call him the aw shucks guy in Hollywood because there's really nobody like that. Mm-hmm. 
and but they buffer him. He's creative, and they keep him away from like, oh, the flagpole's going to cost too much to bring in from New York. You don't say that in front of Sam. You talk to his lawyer, his agent. No, I'm just kidding. But he's the Oshucks guy, and it's almost unreal. You know, you have too many of these people. If you can't do it, we got 50 people in Hollywood that can do it now. You'll never eat in this town again. You won't hear those words come out of Sam's mouth. Everything is creative. Now, if he's got a problem, he'll take somebody in a trailer and give you a whipping. Mm-hmm. But no, he's just a pleasant, pleasant guy. And, the, and a lot of times when he brings even Bruce into a movie or myself or Scott Spiegel, it's for comic relief. To give you an idea, um, you know, we'll be walking around and they're serving us coffee in the morning. And I'll, our old gags from back in the day, here's Sam. Nobody will joke because people are kind of afraid because, you know, that's Sam Raimi. Sure. Well, I know who he is. And so, hey, is this coffee I smell? And then Sam will go, it is, and you do. <laughs> and just to get people rocking a little bit. That's, so he kind of so picks cool. on us. Yeah. Um, so Army of Darkness um, yeah. was not an easy shoot no. um, from what I heard. Mm-hmm. Um, what were some of the challenges of making that movie and making it acceptable to Universal? Because it's, it's a studio movie, but it kind of goes against studios, and it changes tones a lot i'll tell you how that happened sam got to run with it it was a very very tough shoot i mean i've never seen so many extras 200 extras they built a castle an actual castle out in the desert north of la and it was meant to be dino de Laurentiis was the executive producer sam raimi finance you know was financed by dino and at the very middle of the shoot universal the president of Universal at the time was Tom Pollock, who was formerly the lawyer of uh, Dino De Laurentiis. Mm. So he knows how they know how each other worked. And there was a little fight. It was, I think it was over. It was some movie that they were holding up and they were having squabbles about it. And it got to the point where Sam had to come up. We had to come up for more money. And let me tell you what. You don't go to Dino Dino Rest and tell him you ran out of his money. You know, he was a Boy Scout, you know. <laughs> and, uh, but they, they settled it. But when Sam came back to the production, and you can see where it changed in the movie. I'm not going to use the F-bomb. But he said, hey, we're making a comedy now. And you can see where it happens in the movie. The little people, the poking oh, in the yeah. eyes, yeah. the slaps yeah. in the face. There was a change in the movie where Sam says, I'm going camp. And no one's going to tell me different because they took some the money they added that they were short. <laughs> they, I'll tell you what happened. They go to Dino's office and D, Rob Tappert, Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi. And Dino goes, yeah, you guys, you got the extra money. Go finish that movie. As they're walking out the door, Dino goes, I'm taking 100K from you, 100K from oh you, and 100K from you. Have fun, boys. Because we were wondering why they didn't come back limping, you know. Huh. Uh, so, it, so when Sam came back, he says... I'm an investor in this movie, now it's my movie. And so that's why Sam was able to make it more. And it came out tremendous. It did. Yeah. It came out tremendous. Yeah. A little birdie tells me there might be a AOD2 coming up. I didn't say that. Crazy. Um, no. So uh, if you could oh. elaborate on the Army of Darkness 2 for a second. Yep. Um, where are they in Army of Darkness 2? Because I've, I've heard that he's excited about it. Well, you know, this it's been going around, even Bruce jokes about it because let's let's face it sam's been gone for 10 years in my mind i mean not gone we've all worked together but spider-man and oz uh bruce campbell's been gone for seven years burn notice and let's you know everything else involved well now the stories start coming up in the actual i know they're planning on doing projects and it has been said that uh, ivan and sam are penning like an aod2 we'll see what happens but 
I know it would be a dream of everybody that's been it's been tossed around for the last five or six years. They kind of make a joke of it at dinners, but now it could be serious. It could be serious. I I hope they do it because I think it would be tremendous to put the guys back together. So, I, did you always know um, working with him that long ago that Sam would be how big he is now? I mean. Because uh, I can look at his early films, and I still think he's more inventive than a lot of directors. And then his trajectory is amazing uh, to how he's come. Yeah. You know, that is a wonderful, wonderful point. Because, even, hey, cut to today. Sam's a director, but you know what he is? He's the camera. That's the difference between Sam and a lot of directors. He is the camera. Look at any of his movies. Those shots he came up with, you know, Evil Dead and even into today, uh, some of the tremendous shots. Sam is the camera. Well, when we were kids, I noticed it, and so did everybody else. He had a talent. He, he's a hell of a writer. Hell of a writer. He's got, an, he's got an eye. His mind's eye is incredible. He was responsible for a lot of those shots we made when we were kids. Dolly shots where you throw them inside of a, a grocery cart and run them down the street. <laughs> a week after Jimmy Hoffa got murdered, we were in that restaurant shooting a week later. <laughs> FBI tape was still out front. And we were shooting all the shots of the Marcus Red Fox, which is still there under a different name. So he, his eye, he's quite, yes, you saw that creativity. You saw that. And he was a heck of an actor. He's a heck of a, I mean, a, a physical comedian. I mean, too bad he's such a good writer and director. Darn. <laughs> he decided to go the smart side of the camera. But, um, no, Sam, that talent was obvious. I mean, even his, he was at Michigan State, and he dropped out his sophomore year because, I mean, he, let's face it, he knew more, more than his profs did. They were waiting in line to see his movies. Come on, i got to get out of here. And so uh, did you notice a difference in, uh, maybe this is a weird question, but in Sam yeah. from Army of Darkness to Spider-Man? Because you're in Spider-Man as well. Yes. And, I mean, you're talking about a production that's ten times as much as Army of Darkness. Um, yeah, yeah, $200 million production. Yeah. Got a story on that. My, my first day I walked on the set, Sam always brings us in a day early before we do our part just to say hi and, you know, and mm-hmm. talk about old time, whatever the case is. Because when we're shooting, you might not be able to communicate much with him, understandably so. <laughs> he's in front of a 3D monitor. He's in front of a monitor. He's looking through cameras and everything. that You're just not going to have time. So he brings us in a day early. I happen to be brought in the day that Randy Macho Man Savage, he was the wrestler, <laughs> Chainsaw, God rest his soul. They were, and he just couldn't get it down. He was hit, you know, using a crowbar to swing at Tobey Maguire. And for being a fake, you know, the wrestler, he just couldn't get it down. And Sam was not getting frustrated, but Sam turns over to me and goes, does this look familiar? And I go, Sam, these are the same gags we used when we were kids. He goes, yep, same gags, different budget, Timmy. <laughs> That's a great scene. No, I wouldn't dare say that, but he can say whatever he wants. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so in the in the Spider Man though, you are in the pivotal wrestling scene, correct? Yeah. If, if he would have listened to me, <laughs> Uncle Ben would still be alive. <laughs> well, Bruce and I make a joke because we were both there for what, just a couple of days. Bruce is the one that named Spider Man. Yep. And if he had listened to me down the hall, you know, hey, you stop that guy. Uncle Ben would still be alive. <laughs> so so you guys are very pivotal in the creation of Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, I can walk away with that. Um, so he um, he goes on from Spider-Man, and then he does Drag Me to Hell, mm-hmm. and then he does Oz. And were you in Oz as well? Yes. I was, yeah, you were in Oz. Yeah, I thought so. City. Yeah, and we shot it back in Detroit. <laughs> really? Yeah, in the bus plant. Really? That's awesome. So what is it like? Because now you're taking 
Um, which I actually thought he was a great choice for the director for Oz too, yes. because his eye is so great. Yeah. Um, so again, he, but he's also making a kids movie. Was that a difficult transition for you guys as well from what you guys normally do? You, you know that it's a good point um, because you got to remember the actors that are in this. You have Michelle Williams, Rachel Weisz, Emila mm-hmm. uh, 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 Kunis, uh, you know Jim and uh, Jim Franco. And Sam worked really well with him, but you can see to me, and I don't want to say anything negative or positive. I mean, I like saying positive things because I'm a positive guy, but you can see Sam, I don't want to say save the movie, but he was an intricate part. I mean, the visuals in that were incredible, and I had the fortune of watching it in 3D, and I'm, I'm trying to swat away little <laughs> bats on my shoulder. But um, there's a story I'm going to tell you about Drag Me to Hell. You know, you got to remember, this is after Sam has done quarter-billion-dollar flicks. And what happened is, you know, Sam wrote the script for Drag Me to Hell. And you, I'm not going to talk about money, but the budget of Drag Me to Hell, you'd be lucky to get Sam to come into a tent for that kind of money. (laughs) So, but he's very democratic at Ghost House. They bring in everybody that has an equal say. Rob Tappert, you know, your, your film people, the promoters, casting agents. Sam's very, he lets them make a lot of their own decisions. Well, they were trying to pull an evil dead where they bring in new people, a new director, someone to groom, a new crew. So the producers saw this Drag Me Hell could do something because it's their movie. It was Ghost House movie, $22 million budget. How can we get Sam to direct this? Well, you can't, okay? <laughs> well, Sam wrote it. So the day they're doing it, all the promoters I know got together. And so what they're doing, they go, Sam, here it is. And they start Xing out pages. <sighs> and Sam's going, what the hell are you doing to my story? They go, Sam, only you could direct this kind of stuff. <laughs> so Sam's pacing back and forth going, all right, I'll direct it. Then cut to, you see all the, you see all the producers out in the parking lot high-fiving each other, going out and have cocktails at lunch. We did it! <laughs> That's how he did Drag Me to Hell. You, you know, but what's great about Drag Me to Hell, though, is I think you can see his excitement again behind yes. the camera. I'm actually a huge defender of Spider-Man 3. I think Spider-Man 3 is actually a really good movie. Um, but you could see towards the end, maybe he's getting a little bored with it. But in Drag Me to Hell, it comes roaring back in his mm-hmm. film. And, you know, uh, back to Oz, you can he brought his horror sensibilities into Oz, too. He sure did. I mean, when the witch, when Mila Kunis turns into the Wicked Witch, is horrifying. It is. And I, only someone like Sam Raimi can yeah. make it horrifying and funny and suspenseful. And, and, and it's, so, it's so great to see him do that stuff. Um, I agree. So now I'm going to talk about Bruce Campbell. Yay. You also mentioned Bruce that yes. you've known for many years. Oh, buddy came back to L.A. just last couple of weeks. Very cool. So um, did you meet all those guys together, or do you have a separate story how you met Bruce no, and I Sam? Met them, and- I met them in the hallway through Scott Spiegel. Uh, Scott Spiegel, um, you know, hostile movies, and he's, he wrote Evil Dead 2, and he's... Uh, Intruder is great. Yeah, Intruder, <laughs> great. And he's and he's going to direct the next two movies. I'm going to be doing these zombie movies. Um it's going to be Zombie Wedding and, uh, gosh, can't, I forgot. I just got the script for the new one. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he's going to be directing those. And I think uh, Bruce might partake if he doesn't do this um, spinoff of Burn Notice. Him and Kobe might be doing a spinoff. But, Ooh. no, I met them all around the same time because they were shooting three Stooge movies and they wanted somebody to play Curly. And they brought me in. Yeah, and I know I met them, and we started. Well, Bruce liked me. I'm going to tell you a story. I mean, look at this handsome guy. But he liked me because I was a big swimmer, and I knew all the girls. And so I was able to corral all the pretty girls. 
And think of this, 16-year-olds, what six, What dad of a 16-year-old girl lets you spend all night out with the boys at a shooting a movie? Because <laughs> Scott Spiegel was a manager of a market, and we'd go in at 10 o'clock at night and shoot till 6 in the morning. And daddy had a little, this little 16-year-old girl spend the night <laughs> with guys, but they would come by and check us out, and they loved it. And Bruce liked it because I corralled all the girls. And now look at him today. He can, you know, he knocks them dead with that chin. Right? But that's, you know, maybe he was just using me for the chicks. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. So, but that's why he brought me in. So it's really cool, though, because you guys go back so long and they keep yeah. on. We keep on working with each other. Is it ever like, you know, like a Rolling Stones or like a Who where you guys just start fighting because you know each other so well? Or is it always lots of fun and you guys it's just bring back memories of being the three stooges i think you know what i think you make a good point there and i when i think about it it's for comic relief and i i gotta admit because i know sam's so playful when we come on a set um bruce is the same i mean when we did uh my name is bruce danny hicks and i were supposed to come in and just work for three days but bruce wanted to muster up something so you know it's called throwing lines he said you know create your own things so we had one day where Bruce goes, go on and run with that part when Danny Hicks and I are standing in the church, mm-hmm. sitting in the church, and Danny Hicks goes, hey, you know, this Bruce Campbell guy doesn't work. I'd get that Jake from Evil Dead, too. <laughs> and then I'd turn over to him and go, oh, you know, I'd probably get that blacksmith from Army of Darkness. <laughs> He's one stud. <laughs> and so at that time, Bruce is going, keep going, keep going. So I grab Danny's hand. I look at him, I can't quit you. And Bruce goes, great. For the rest of the movie, you're gay. So we, it turned three days, turned into a month. Very cool. But it's a playful thing. And if, if, if it's all right, like uh, on Spider-Man 2, Sam, actually, they had to uh, drop production. Now, you've got to think of this. The insurance company of production, everyone still gets paid. Mm-hmm. Sam had to go to the hospital. He caught the flu. Oh, and real bad. 104 temperature. He couldn't go to Comic-Con that weekend. And two days, that's $2 million in insurance money. Because mm-hmm. we all still got paid. And so Sam was, so he came back and he was, you couldn't shake hands with him. He kind of had to stay away from him. But he started feeling better and getting playful. But you got to remember, Sam's this big character that people don't know the, the behind the scenes of Sam, but we do. So we can be playful with him. I mean, if Sam said some of the stuff he does to us, to a, you know, it's a regular actor, all of a sudden cut to, you look at their trailer and you see their legs hanging from the thing, I'll never work again. So Sam was, he came up to us and there was a scene. Where, if you remember the scene where uh, they pull Toby McGuire from the front of the train and carry him across the train and set him down. Well, you got to remember, actors generally are—they're short people. They—they they, they, weren't—they don't—they weren't the football players. They weren't the hockey players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're artists. And so, yeah. and they dropped him. And, and Toby actually had a bad back yeah. from one. He hurt his back. Yeah. So, and so I came up with an idea. I said, you know what I'm going to do, Sam? I'm just going to grab. I grabbed him by the butt, grabbed him by the shoulders, and I carried him. And we, I said, let's make a gauntlet. And Sam just sitting there with his head cocked. I said, we'll make a gauntlet. It'll look like you're passing him, but it's really me carrying him. And then Sam cocks his head, and he goes, oh, I got it. And so everyone's going, uh-oh, who's this punk, this, <laughs> this day player telling Sam what to do? And so Sam goes, oh, great, everybody. Look, Tim thinks he's a director now. And I go, no, but I slept at a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> <laughs> so he likes that playfulness. So, so is, that, is that how you did it? Or are you the man who carried Spider-Man? I picked him up. I just picked him up and carried him. If you uh-huh. look, you can see me in between the crowd. Oh, man. That's a a great scene, too. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what are the differences between Bruce the actor and Bruce the director? Um, Is he, and what are the differences between Bruce the director and Sam the director? Did Bruce learn from Sam, or does he have his own 
way of doing things. He, he kind of has his own way, but of course, you you have to feed. I mean, mm-hmm. you you spend a week just on a set. I, like me, I never go into the trailer. I'm always out there because it's like getting an MBA when you're watching Sam work. Come on. And I know Bruce has picked up a lot of things, but he's pretty much the same. He's very organized, and he's a he's a professional. But I tell this to a lot of kids. Bruce is, as a person, he's the most sweet guy in the world. I mean, true, true friend, sweetest guy in the world. But that character where he flips off everybody, that's his that's his character. Yeah. And he's not that guy. He's not Ash. He's Bruce Campbell. Very sweet. But now he's a great director. He knows what he wants to see in his mind's eye. It, it reminded me a lot of Scott Spiegel, to tell you the truth. They get shots going, oh, great, that worked. Uh, when we did uh, My Name is Bruce, Bruce was awesome. I, I really wish he would have directed some of the Burn Notice episodes, but... He didn't want to be Jeff Donovan's boss. He wanted to be his friend during the whole thing. So that's one of the reasons he didn't direct. And he was able to go home on Thursdays. And didn't have to go, he didn't have to go do pickups every Friday. And I think that's the thing. He had a great gig. I hope they, I hope they continue that show, but not in lieu of a couple of projects coming up. But. So what are you doing right now, sir? I have been very blessed. Um, the character that I played on uh, Oz really helped it. You can see the mustache I have right yeah. now. I kind of took a variation of that, and I wanted to create a TV uh, show for kids. I mean, a, a TV program for kids. You know, I'm a movie critic. It's Count, Count Gasly's Cinema Crypt. But I want to do something more cerebral. We've Every town has their Count Scary, you know, uh, Billy Ghost. They have, uh, what was the one we had in Detroit? was uh, Sir Graves Gasly. But it was all cartoony and, you know, jokes and play, you know, birthday cards. I want to do something more cerebral. So what I'm going to do is during my breaks, I want to interview people like Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell, because I have access to those guys. (laughs) The budget I have. The idea of the movie is the movie sucked and the jokes are worse. Okay. (laughs) But uh, show movies. And we'll, we'll. I want to share cinema secrets. Show kids how to actually do the Greg Nicotero makeup where the arm gets oh. cut off, the Carol syrup flies out, uh, claymation stop action. I want something a little more cerebral for the film kids. And Pretty so cool. the, in that way, I'll get the high schoolers that are into film because there's so much talent. And the, the, the equipment the kids have today, I mean, my God, you have Final Cut, you got <laughs> editing, sound mixing, and the cameras, half of them are walking around with a camera that... They shot house with that single lens digital uh, camera, and people don't don't realize. And half these kids own one, mm-hmm. so I kind of want to do that, and that's what I'm working on right now. And I'm going to give you guys a tape to watch on my because uh, I have the pilot, the teaser, and it's a great show, and, it, and it's a good character because he comes off nasty, but we know he's a goofball in and out of character, sort of like Bruce Campbell. Cool, <laughs> he's a little <laughs> schizo up there, and that's what I'm working on. But based on that character, I've been going to a lot of these film festivals. I show it, and I'm having some luck. I, you know, a small market in St. Louis might pick it up. I went in uh, Montana, Central Florida, so I'm, I'm slowly going across the country. Hey, you never know. Maybe I'll introduce it here. I'm going to try before I leave town. But this character, I've had guys, because look who's at these things. Filmmakers. Yeah. Guys are making films. Go find some jobs. Well, they watch us. They go, I don't know about your TV show, but, dude, we like that character. And I've been getting basically a job every show I've gone to. Uh, last one I went to in uh, in Florida, Tony Moran was there. You know, the original Halloween, which was the inspiration for yeah. Sam to do Evil Dead. And he was, uh, what, Michael Myers? He goes, we got to work together. So I said, who are you working with? And me, I promote myself. I called the producer saying, you got to put me and Tony Moran in a buddy movie. <laughs> and boom, I'm going to Boston next week. We're shooting it. Wow. It's going to be called Dead Bounty. 
Of course, <laughs> I'm getting too old for this yet. You know, it's gonna, that stuff. But I came up with a better line. And the writer goes, rewrite. Yeah, I go, you know what? Everyone's going to be expecting that line. We're, we're going to run into a corner, and I'm going to be vomiting and sweating, and I'm going to look at him going, dude, you're getting too old for this crap. <laughs> so That's good. We'll get it in there somewhere. Awesome. Very so, yeah, cool. I've, been, I've been very blessed. I've gotten four jobs, zombie wedding coming up. Uh, Scott Spiegel's doing a couple of them that I'm going to have a shot at playing some characters. I guess the old curmudgeon thing is coming back. <laughs> yeah. So is there anything else you like to do besides acting? Do you like to... I like uh, teaching. Teaching? Really? I teach and I coach swimming and water polo when I can. Because as an actor, especially my age, I'm not running into town doing auditions for Glee and community. <laughs> you know, that, that's a younger guy's game. I pretty much know when I'm working. Uh, I don't have very much downtime. Like when I go home Tuesday... I have a class I'm doing until I leave for Boston. I teach. I'm a, a long-term sub in Garden Grove, California. So oh. like, if somebody's on maternity leave, I take their class for you know, the two months. So I love teaching. I love kids. Very cool. Hey, awesome. yeah, we got you know the next generations. They, they're smart. They're smart. We just got to keep them going in the right direction, keep them motivated. Very cool. Yeah. Is there a place we can find you online or we can tweet you or... Yes, yes, yes. I'll have I'll have the real thing set up for Count Gasly because we're doing about all the legal work. But it'll be under Count Gasly um, CinemaCrypt dot com, and we'll have a whole web page and the whole nine yards. We're just doing all the legal stuff right now. Gotcha. Yeah, but uh, I'm gonna leave you guys a tape. I'm gonna leave you. I'm. I have. Um, I have my teaser. I'm gonna leave you guys. And you'll very see cool. Shows about awesome. It. Very cool. It's very and entertaining. We'll, we'll, we'll write it up on our our yeah. our web, uh, pod. Website. website. That's right. Cool. To say website. Sweet. And Sweet. Uh, yeah. if we can pull steals or something from it too, you can do whatever you want. Hey. Promote it, baby. Promote Sweet. it. Cool. Thank That's you so right. much. Stay for... busy and promote. That's what it is, <laughs> right? right? Thank you so much for stopping by. Yeah, I'm that like, was awesome. my pleasure. I'm like my fanboy is all giddy <laughs> I know, inside. Right? I just sat here for 25 minutes, just grinning the whole time. I know it's so go. cool. Oh, oh, we got some stories. But anyways, you guys, thank you and good luck thank with you. everything. Hey, thank you, sir. We really appreciate. Hey, we're shaking hands right now. We are. We talk. Oh, right on. I love it. Thank you. Big shout out to Alamo Draft House for hosting such a wonderful party. Until next year, bye. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover, and also Spark Mandrill for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.